You're listening to It doesn't matter what you think The Sports Fellows Podcast What is going on ladies and gentlemen It is your boy Andres We are back with episode number 55 of the Sports Fellows Podcast And today, along with my co-host Playoff appearance Houston, Texas grinding Chelsea won a game Co-host How you doing sir? Uh, that Chelsea one felt like a shot a little bit, but you know, it, hey, it, we're, I'm feeling good as a sports fan right now. Things are going pretty well. Listen, the Texans won. The Rockets are they're 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 cooking. They're, the they're cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea finally won a game, played a lottery, and Texas is in the playoffs. I know you're I, cooking. Actually, we're technically not right now. Well, we what? will be though. Trust, we will be. Oh, okay, okay. Trust, trust. And we are joined by the number one. Minnesota Timberwolves fan in the whole <laughs> United States of America, Mr. Diab, my brother. How are you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. See, there used to just be two of us. It's just me and some random. Now there's there's a couple of ant stand pages going around. So we're chilling. <laughs> we're chilling. I heard you run the Timberwolves Brazil page. Is that true? Ah, oh, that's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but- I wonder if that's how verified, bro. They probably get paid off that. Probably, Probably. The the Timberwolves team contacted them too. Like, it was nuts. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, man, I don't care. I'm going to bring this up. Gentlemen, the best in the world is back. CM Punk is back. No. CM CM Punk came back before GTA 6 came out. Like, this guy retired. He was gone for a decade, and he came back, and GTA 6 is still not coming out. Hey, tomorrow, though. Tomorrow's the trailer. No, they they leaked it, so the Rockstar account tweeted it tonight, and they they posted the trailer just now. Wait, really? Yeah, like five minutes ago. Oh, well, now I gotta wait an hour to watch it. I had to do it to you. I couldn't believe it, man. CM Punk is really back, but... Yeah, he texted me. He goes, are you watching tonight? I'm like, what? And he goes, WWE, the GOAT is back. Are you watching? I'm like, dude, I haven't watched WWE. I don't know any of them now. He goes, CM Punk's all you yep. need to know. Like, he was so hyped. It's so funny. I well, know they've I been know. going back in time the whole last decade. There's been like, there's been a John Cena return. You have The Rock. The Hardy Boys came back. The Rock. You had Edge. You got CM Punk. It's, it's like being a kid again. <laughs> That's literally nostalgia emergence. We love it. But ladies and gentlemen, today we are here to talk about the college football playoffs thus far. In 24 hours, we'll find out more. Um, we're talking about the NBA because, you know, I've been very critical about Peach Bowl, but this year we're 20 games in and the script is cooking. Adam Silver cooked up a good script. Um, the in season tournament has been really nice. And the NFL is in a good spot right now because, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of people saying that Dak should be MVP, that Tyreek should be MVP, that Brock Purdy should be MVP, that Jalen Hurts cannot be MVP anymore. But there's no mention of my quarterback, which is pretty pathetic if you ask me. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight to it. So Eric, the rankings came out. The unthinkable happened. FSU (laughs) is out of the playoffs. What was your initial reaction? Because so, okay, so let me start with my reaction, right? I'm a Miami fan. Everyone knows that Eric's a Miami fan. So, but like, as much as I hate them, for those kids, I felt like they should have been in the playoff picture, right? Because you don't know if they're going to be able to be there next year, what's going to happen next year. I understand what the committee is thinking, but let's be real. They won, They went 12-0. and 0, They won the ACC. Those kids, despite their quarterback being dead, they deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm sorry. But as a hater, 
as a hater, I'm very glad they are not in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of like 2020 whenever A&M got fifth and didn't make it. I was hyped. I didn't care. Like, granted, I do think FSU's argument to make it was stronger, but like, I did not care if A&M should have made it. If they anything, I was just happy they didn't make it. So I get how you're feeling. Um, yeah, as a Texas fan, I feel like my my whole reaction throughout the whole thing. So at first, I was like. They're going to show one and two first, obviously. So I was waiting to see if Washington or Michigan is going to be number one, because that was kind of a small debate. I figured it'd be Michigan. It was Michigan. Washington was obviously two then. I didn't know if they would go six or three next. I was confused on how they do the order. They went three and it was Texas. And I instantly was fully relieved. I was like, okay, I don't care about the rest. I'm chilling. We're good. Nothing else matters. Then they did six and it was Georgia, which I expected. Everyone, yeah, then yeah, yeah. it was Florida State and Alabama, and I thought they would put Florida State. That's what I figured they'd do. They put Alabama. Here's the thing. It's wrong. I think it's unfair, but it's probably what you should do if you want the most entertaining class. And what I guess my biggest problem is, and I've been talking about this so much, like I love college football. I feel like the committee messed up originally when they said it's the four best teams not the four most deserving i think that's stupid in itself i feel like it should be a mix of both because also if you're saying it's the it's the best that's what your rankings is the best why is florida state over georgia then shouldn't georgia be over florida state if you're doing best because i think everyone would agree georgia's better than florida state i think you everyone would agree even say that georgia could be top four yeah yeah and we're gonna see georgia play florida state and we I think almost everyone expects Georgia to win that. By a lot, yeah. So if you're doing that, I just don't get how it makes sense because most deserving to matter, you play the games, there's a reason you play the games, to earn a spot in the playoffs. It's in. It, I think they messed up in itself whenever they put oh, Oregon ahead of Alabama and Texas in the first place. And I saw Josh Pate talking about it, and I liked what he said a lot because he said he thinks the reason they did that, why they put Oregon fifth, is because they in the, in itself expected them to beat Washington, so it'd be an easy. Oh, they're gonna make it. They didn't. They put Alabama down at eight because they thought, oh, Georgia's gonna beat them, but they didn't. Like they had these preconceived notions that, oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. It'll make our rankings look better. None of that happened though. So it just kept looking worse and worse for them, and they kept just contradicting themselves. I don't know if y'all saw Boo Corgan. Whenever he was talking, he was making no sense. His, one of his reasonings for why Oregon was ranked ahead of Texas like the week before was because of Bo Nix's completion percentage. And he said, essentially what he said was, you know, you, you got to win. Most important thing is winning. You just got to go out there and win. And we know winning is important. So you just got to win. <laughs> what? Like, if that's the case, why is Florida State not in? They won. They went undefeated. My main thing with this is, I guess, is how do you walk up to all those players and say, we know you went undefeated. We know you won every game you played. We know you did everything you were supposed to. But you're not getting in. Sorry, though. Sucks to be you. How's that fair? And if it feels like they really just, the committee really just cares about offense. They want to see you score points. They don't care that you win games. They want you to win it their way. Because Michigan, I, which Michigan, they had a fucking mid offense and their defense carried them to wins. Why aren't they being punished for that? But Florida State is. Florida State won any way possible. I, I always talk about this. I will take an NBA team that goes 82-0 and wins on a buzzer beer every time and stresses me out every game. But they win 82-0. That's all that matters. If you win, you win. And the committee kind of went against that. 
Sure, Alabama is probably better. Georgia is probably better. But it shouldn't be just best. It should be a mix of most deserving, and they didn't do that, and that's what bothers me. I think the stupidest thing, the stupidest argument that I saw was, um, well, if you're Florida State, you have to blame TCU for what happened in the playoffs last year. And I'm like... They made it to the championship. They beat Michigan. They beat... The, number one, they beat Michigan. Number two, how is their fault for them losing to the best team, the yeah, best the, team in the, in the fucking nation? The team that beat Georgia. <laughs> or beat Alabama. I mean, they beat Alabama. Like, they, they beat everyone they played. That was one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college football. And, and you're mad at them for losing? They're all on the Eagles now. It's just ridiculous, man. Yeah, I, I think... Like like I said, as a, as a Miami fan, I think they got it wrong. I genuinely think they got it wrong. But like, the other stupid argument was, oh, head to head doesn't matter because this Alabama team is not the same one that they lost to Texas. And I'm like, so? It's, and the, also, same thing, it's the same thing with the Dolphins. They're like, if the Broncos play the Dolphins tomorrow, the, the Dolphins will probably lose. And I'm like, that's and we just saw the Broncos lose literally this week. Broncos are not some amazing team. I swear, so many people were hyping this, them up this week, saying they were gonna beat the Texas stuff, and I bought into it. I was like, oh, we're gonna lose. Broncos are not that good. I swear. I watched that game and I was like, this is the team that's on a five-game winning streak or whatever. They did not look that good. Russell wasn't through three interceptions. My, like, it, in was my, just, it was a mess. In my pick 'em league, I picked the I picked the Texas and people are like, yo, you're you're crazy, this and that. And I'm like, bro, like the Broncos are not who you guys think they are. I'm sorry. Like they, yeah. beat, the, they beat the Chiefs because they, they interchange every single year. They go one and one. Mm -hmm. Like it's really not like that serious. You know what I mean? And, but like I, I said, I guess my final thing on the head to head is if you're saying, oh, it's week two, so it doesn't matter as much, why would a team ever schedule a tough non-conference game then? Just schedule the the Georgia Southerns, the 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 Appalachian States. Sorry, <laughs> AM. Guess not for AM. But schedule the easy ones because clearly they must not think that the tough ones matter if they're all saying that. Now they did go finally and they did actually put Texas ahead of Alabama, so they went back and corrected their wrong, I guess. But I just get so annoyed there because, like, if that was the case and we did get left out despite the head-to-head, -head, I would hope Texas would cancel the Michigan game next uh, season that we have our non-conference game against Michigan because it clearly doesn't matter. What's the reason of playing them if you don't factor in head-to-head? -head? Who cares when it happened in the season? It happened. That's what matters. You went into Tuscaloosa and you beat them by double digits, which nobody has been able to do in the Saban era. That matters. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, but... I, like I said, as much as I don't like FSU and, and everything, I genuinely think they should have gotten in, but it, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, but but sometimes people are like, oh, why are you why are you not upset that FSU didn't make the playoffs? Doesn't that diminish the ACC? And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, you need to understand that. Like, they're, Bro, like, I, they're, hope, I hope every SEC team fails next year. I hope every Big 12 team failed this year. Like, I do not care about that. Bro, but it's just funny because people are like saying, oh, we, um, the SEC deserves to have Georgia and Alabama in. And I'm like, okay, but those are the best teams, but you can't use that criteria though. You know what I mean? Yeah. We understand that the SEC turns water into wine, that they can cure cancer, they can do everything. But like, enough, man. We, we get it. The SEC yeah. is very good. It's levels above every other conference, but that's not the subject at hand. But even then, like Auburn wasn't that good this year. Alabama almost lost them. Bro, Alabama had a close game with Southern Florida or whatever. Alabama had a close game with Arkansas, who's terrible. Alabama had a close game with AM, who's terrible. Like, these SEC teams aren't what people are hyping them up to be. I'm sorry. If you think, if you just look at paper and say, Alabama beat Auburn, what a great win. Wait, hold up. Auburn's six and six? They fucking sucked. Look at Tennessee. Like, we can't just hype them up for their name. Tennessee lost to the Gators in week two. The Gators. They won like five Gators games. Were yeah, Florida was terrible. Like, I feel like people just love the name value when that's not what it should be. Yeah, but. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know if you think they got it right. For now, it's Michigan, Washington, 
University of Texas and Alabama. Yeah. Bro, but Georgia had three wins against top 25 teams, and it did not matter. I'm sorry, man, but I feel like Georgia should have been in, man. But Over who, though? Alabama? I, I, yeah, yeah. But Alabama beat them. That's what's tough about that. Yeah, but it was a three-point game. And then people were saying, oh, but Texas lost a two-loss Oklahoma, too. And I'm like, dude, you guys really don't follow this yeah, sport. But anyways, enough ranting about college football. We know what it is. Politics, as usual. <laughs> um, Eric, the NFL MVP race. I saw you tweeting about Dakota Prescott. And if that guy wins MVP, I'm not watching the sport next year. No, wait, you're one of those. Oh, my God. We're going to get crazy. No, but DM, I know Kirk Cousins died and Desmond Ritter is really not the best quarterback. (laughs) Why Um, are you so aggressive with that? You said that about Jordan Travis and now Kirk? Damn. Bro, listen. Josh Dobbs had a case for two weeks. Let's let's chill. It's never too late. (laughs) I mean, do you think the Vikings have a shot at making the playoffs? Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, Jettas is coming back. I don't think our schedule is as hard as people think. Um, I don't know if Josh Dobbs gets the starts. I know a lot of people, they want to see Hall. They want to see um, Mullen, but... Ah, man, bro. Jettas, if I swear to God, if he played and he never got injured, he would also be in my MVP race right now because he... I think him and Tyreek Hill, they're top two wide receivers in the game. And it's just... What Tyreek? I mean, we'll get to it. I, I don't want to spoil my list yet. <laughs> okay, okay. But but speaking of top two wide receivers, listen. I'm not trying to be a hater. I know he plays for the Bengals. I'm really not trying to be a hater right now. But like coming into the season, people said that Jamar Chase has a case over Jettas and has a case over Tyreek. Like they were talking about Tyreek as top three. And I'm sorry, man. I don't know what football you guys watch. If it's the same pigskin that I watch, but Tyreek at worst he's second at worst. And this year he's obviously been first. Yeah, same injuries, but you know we'll take it. Yeah, I feel bad for Jettas, man. After the year that he had last year, I mean, listen, we might witness the first two thousand um, receiving receiving yards by a wide receiver. Would be fire to witness. Not gonna lie. I, I hope he does it in sixteen games, just for people to say, mm-hmm. um, oh, he didn't need the seventeenth game. But at the end of the day, I don't care what the media said. They're gonna be like, oh, you know, he needed seventeen games. It's not a person like Kelvin Johnson. Like, I really don't care if he gets it cool. I mean, hopefully he does. He only needs like five hundred sixty-seven yards, which is crazy to say out loud. Like, we're gonna witness a player have two thousand receiving yards in a season with games to spare. Yeah, with he games. could do it Ideally. with an extra game. Yeah, but Eric. Thoughts on the Eagles 49ers game? Man. So I was running during this game. I, I was like on a long run, but I was doing it on the treadmill, so I was able to watch it. We but get it. You worked I, out. Yeah, I was dead tired though during the workout. And so I was like closing my eyes and opening them, and I was like just going like that. But it just felt like 49ers kind of just went in there. And I know it's like a old white dude say but they just punched him in the mouth it kind of looked like and the eagles had no reply like it looked like like debo debo was possessed that game and he wasn't taking any shit from them even after he scored that crazy touchdown he stood up and didn't celebrate all he just walked off started stomping off the field like they came in to prove something and i gotta say for as good as i think the eagles are they have not looked like a Super Bowl team for a majority of this year, in my opinion. Like, they're sneaking out very close wins against very suspect teams. And again, we've already said it this episode. Winning is all that matters. You win, that's all that matters. But whenever you're Yeah, there's a but. There's a but. When you're comparing two close teams, and you're still a third of the season is left, 
it, you might start leaning towards the team that's got that head-to-head, -head, that destroyed them in the head-to-head, -head, that is dominating teams. Like, 49ers are beating good teams, too. That's the thing. And I will say, for I'm saying this about the Eagles. They're still very clearly the second-best NFC team to me. I think there's a gap between them and the Cowboys, who I would have third. But It's just funny because, not to cut yeah. you off, but no, it's, the same, it's the same thing as last year, right? We talked about the Eagles and the Niners, and then they're in their own class, and then the Cowboys, and then it just feels like every other NFC team is playing catch-up, right? Like, obviously, yeah. I rooted for the Bucks against the Cowboys, but we all knew that the Bucks were garbage. But it just feels like Cowboys-Niners is like a divisional game at this point because they literally play like every single year. I wouldn't be surprised because honestly, you look at the schedule, right? The Eagles have to go to Dallas and the, but the Cowboys also have to go to Miami. So that could determine the division. But I think in the end, um, the Eagles do win a division. But Eric, continue. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was just like, I just I don't know. I... Cowboys, I think they are a tier below them, too. They're maybe slightly close to the Eagles. I don't know. I like Cowboys could beat the Eagles in the next game against them, but Cowboys they're on, they only have one good win and it's against the Seahawks. And even that was kind of I don't know. It, it was close, but like we, we deserved a great primetime game after the yeah, garbage sure. after and, the garbage Thursday games we've been doing all year. Everyone's saying this about the Cowboys. They have a chance to prove everyone. Their next like four games are ridiculously tough. They will have a chance to prove everyone wrong. And by winning these games, showing out in a couple of these games, if that happens, I don't see why you wouldn't move them up into the tier with the Eagles and 49ers based on how they look. Now, we do know it's the Cowboys. They have a way of choking at the end of the year of year. But based on what we've seen, they should deserve to be up there. And But 49ers, like I said, they've just been – I feel like they're just so well-rounded everywhere, especially if Brock Purdy's playing at an MVP level, regardless if you think – Playing at a what? Oh, my God. Here comes a two-a little fanboy. Uh, anyway – Anyway, he's, he's been playing phenomenal. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he does have a ton of help. The defense is really good. The coach, they're coached very well. I just, right now, I think the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. So, do you have, um, I saw someone say that Kyle Shanahan is an egotistical asshole. Would you agree with that? Oh, I mean, they'd say that about a lot of people. I mean, they said the same thing about Pop in the NBA. He's an egotistical asshole. But you know what? Those are the coaches that, like, they get the best out of their team because, you know, like, for example, like Brock Purdy, I know a lot of people say that he's kind of uplifted by the team around him and the coaching around him and stuff like that. But you need that coach that's willing to trust his player, trust his QB, trust his receivers. And then, like, this guy has, like, an arrogance that he knows it's going to work. Like, this last game, bro, they were just shitting on him. They didn't care. Like, this is the thing with the Niners, and they've been a pretty elite team all year long. So I think when you when you win that dominant year round, going into last year, too, they were dominating a lot of games as well. I think you kind of deserve to be egotistical, and you deserve to be arrogant. Like, that's just what it is in this sport. You have to be. Yeah, I think... I think it's funny with Shanahan because he also overthinks a lot. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people were saying um, that the rumor came out that they threw the game because they knew that Jimmy G was going to be a 49er. Like it's it, like the conspiracy theories on, on bird app are just hilarious. You know what I mean? But um, since you're yeah. our guest, Diab, who is your number one right now? MVP, not like, well, not the list. Give me your number one. Like yeah. if you had a vote right now. Who would it be? I will straight up give you my number one. It is Tyreek Hill. I am tired of quarterbacks winning this. Tyreek Hill is my MVP. 
straight up. I think this dude is going, yep, he's going to break the record. And I think that's the thing that the media needs to finally vote in a non-QB. I mean, the 2,000 yards with a game to spare, I think that's just, that's it. Like, I'm not saying that he's head and heels over everyone else. I, like the rest of my list, I do think that there are people close that can, especially on his own team, that can also make the MVP case. But if I had to go, it's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. Eric, who is your number one MVP? Right All right, now? before I say it. Oh my goodness. I want to ask y'all a question. Hold on. Okay, now I'm seated. Why would it be such a travesty if Dak Prescott won? Why? I want to hear it. Did I say it, it wouldn't be? I mean, I don't think it is. I Andres. think this year the MVP is open for anyone. He's playing as good as anyone. Because he's mine I mean, right now. I'm going to be honest. He's mine right now. Like, it's not that he can't be, but... So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to not bring this back to Tua, right? Mm -hmm. But the Cowboys have been beating up, quote-unquote, beating up on bad teams. And he's the one getting penalized for it. But when Tua does it, the Dolphins are frauds. So how does that make sense? Why is it? Why is one an MVP candidate and the other guy is getting carried by his wide receivers? So, well, one thing I'll say is, look at C.D. Lamb. Who's better, C.D. Lamb or Tyreek Hill? Just well, let's compare uh, real quick. Tyreek Hill, Lamb. and then Jalen Waddle is better than anyone else. Cowboys have. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle has been out for a couple of games. He's, I think he's at like. My main point yards. is, Cowboys don't really have a wide receiver too. I mean, Brandon Cooks, he's cooked. He's not good. <laughs> uh, tight end Ferguson is okay. Their offensive line is great, but like running back Tony Pollard, I'm not personally all that high on Pollard or any of their running backs. I just think, I think if you compare positions, Tua isn't a more beneficial position, whether it's coaching or help. And his stats, Dak has a 70% completion rate. He leads the league in touchdowns. He only has six interceptions. Like, he's been doing it. Now, 100%, he has played easier competition. And when he does play this tougher competition over the next four weeks, it'll really show if he's MVP or not. But I feel like up until this point, if you just laid out the name, and let's say you took these numbers and put Patrick Mahomes' name, 70% completion, leading the league in touchdowns, contending for the first seed, People would say he's MVP, but because it's Dak, people are hesitant. I feel like you can't play bias to who it is. You just got to look at blank resume. Is this player good enough to win MVP based on with all the context? And I think he is. So why shouldn't Tua win? I think Tua is in the argument. I think Tua is in the discussion. I just would pick Dak right now. So, okay, but how is it Tua's fault that he's playing with Tyreek Hill and Dak isn't? I'm not I'm not even necessarily saying it is his fault. I'm not like, I. I this is what I'm talking about. It's like when two situations are so close compared... I'm just going to take the slight bit of help that might be separating them or leading the league in touchdowns. So, like, that slightly puts Dak ahead of for me. Yeah, but when, when Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards, nobody said that he has Tyreek Hill either, though, no? True, yeah. I think people were more shocked that Mahomes was doing I think it was kind of the shock value. No, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, listen, I don't have a problem with Dak being the MVP, but I just don't appreciate people saying, oh, it's Tyreek over Tua. Last year... Last year, when Tua got hurt, we saw what Tyreek did. You know what I mean? Tyreek had 157 yards in one game, and we lost. Then in the other games, he had like 40 yards, and then in the other one, he had like 65. So like, it's I'm not saying Tyreek is not fantastic. Obviously, he's the best wide receiver in the game. No offense to Jettas, but 
I just feel like people are forgetting Tyreek last year without Tua. You know what I mean? Like those four For games sure. that we had, that we lost, we were three and zero. Then we lost three games in a row. Then he came. Then Tua came back. Then we won four games in a row. We were eight and three. Then we lost to San Francisco. Well, who we was your the- quarterback in those games? Uh, oh my God, I'm trying to blank. Because if uh, I think if it was uh like Not- replacement level guy and a pretty awful quarterback, I think Teddy. That- Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, well, yeah. that's actually not that bad. Okay. Teddy, two gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> and also, like, if you do compare stats, Dak's stats are better, I think. Because then they have more touchdowns and less turnovers. I think I think Tua has 26 touchdowns. If I'm so not Tua sure. has 24 passing touchdowns and... I don't know how many rushing. He has zero no. rushing. Dak has 26 passing and two rushing. I think, I think, well, I think Tua has 10 picks, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and Dak only has six. So, like, I, I think it is close, but I think right now, and also, both of them have played easy schedules, like, very easy schedules. So, it's hard to really, like, hold that against one or the other. And if Dak does continue to play like this over the next four weeks, I don't see why anyone would say he isn't the MVP. Especially if they keep winning and are contending for that first seed. They're only one game back of the first seed right now. Tua has more average yards per attempt and more yards per attempt. So we got that going. I mean, by that logic, Brock Purdy has the most. No, but Brock. No, 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 no. I saw a tweet today that Brock Purdy has like three touchdowns where the 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 ball started at the negative three and then and then they rushed like 40 yards. Like, listen, Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. Okay, but in that same sense, we know that Tua will lob the ball four yards to Tyreek and he can take it to the Stop that, stop that, stop that. Because Tua this year has 3,248 y- yards. Like 1,500 are going to go to Tyreek and that's fine. But then the other 1,600 go to every other wide receiver. So you can't say he's a product of Tyreek. I'm not saying he's a product of Tyreek. No, I'm, I'm saying, not saying, no, no, I'm no. just saying the general audience. I'm just saying the general audience. Sure, I'm but I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and like nitpick. Well, this throw, he, the receiver did all the work. This throw, the receiver, because that happens to everyone. That happened to Patrick Mahomes whenever he was being considered the best quarterback ever. Like that happens to people. That would Tom Brady had so many passes where he did shit like that, where he would throw it to Gronk and Gronk would break eight tackles going. Tom Brady with Randy Moss would lob it up and Randy Moss would come down. But I'm not gonna hold that against him because that's I just think it's it. funny how everyone discovered the word yak and then that's that's everyone's yeah, that's vocabulary. I, I, I definitely don't think two is a product of Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill helps him just like C D helps Dak, just like but all you, these quarterbacks need- help, all these receivers help the quarterback. And if you're basically, if the argument is, well, I want to see this quarterback do it with no receivers, that's a stupid fucking argument. Look, look at look at it Patrick Mahomes like- though. He has no wide receivers this year, and they're he's not even in the MVP talks right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they like, are selling him. He is fine. Like you look at you look the at drops. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Like last game, first off, the pass interference was blatant. I don't know how they didn't call that. But like, or two games ago, whenever they were playing MBS, when MBS. Oh my it, god! Yeah. How did like? It's just, I don't know. It, I feel bad he, for Mahomes, but also he's had play, he was pretty much gifted the perfect situation when he stepped into the league. So him having one down year with no help doesn't really bother me. You look I mean, at he still does like, have the best tight end in the league. So I mean, yeah, Mr. Kelsey. But that's what I'm saying. But like every single quarterback they don't need an elite wide receiver but an elite wide receiver makes their job easier josh allen got stefan diggs 
Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams. Like we have we have Tyreek. Like you need an elite wide receiver. Like you're not gonna win with ten guys from the streets unless you're Tom Brady, obviously. Joe so, Burrow, like, Jamar Chase, like everyone has it. Like, and that's the recipe to success on offense is pairing up an elite quarterback with an elite receiver. That's how you become a great offense, which is yeah. why, even though like Nico Collins and Tank Dell are great, I wouldn't hate if we got like another great receiver because I feel like it, it's kind of like a situation like the Seahawks. You can never have too many great receivers. They had Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. What do they turn around and do? They take JSN in the first round because wide receiver is that position where you need it to be stacked. You want wide receiver to be a strength of yours. It's like it's if it's not, you're the baseball. Panthers and look at how the Panthers are. You don't you want that. At, you can never have too many pitchers in baseball. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I do think the help argument is pretty flawed. But for me, whenever the situations are very close, like Dak and Tua, where both have been playing easy competition, both are like yeah, but now similar stats. Like I just I, I lean Dak. Now we play the Titans, the Jets, the the Cowboys at home Christmas Eve. We're at Baltimore, and then we finish the year versus the Bills at home. So yeah, so y'all have a super tough schedule, and the Cowboys have a super tough schedule. So we'll see which one elevation rises. We'll see how it shapes up over the next few weeks. <laughs> And we'll see fun. if Lamar Jackson can do something. We'll see if Patrick Mahomes can start winning it. We'll see. We'll see who's such a. If Tyree Kill goes on to get twenty one hundred receiving yards, or whatever he's on pace for, he has to be in there. Even though I will say this is my hot take. We've. I think we, as a people, as a as a society, need to just accept that MVP is going to be a quarterback and Offensive Player of the Year is going to be a non quarterback. I think it's just easier to accept that because no matter how much we want to say it. MVP of the team is always going to be the quarterback. They're always going to be the most valuable player. I agree. I'm in agreement with yeah. that. But I do think but it sucks that it has turned into that. Because, like, Devontae Smith just a little bit ago won Heisman. Adrian Peterson, you go back 10 years or whatever, he won MVP. Like, I think it doesn't have to be only MVP. It just sucks that over the last few years, that's what they've turned it into. So it's just that now. And we just kind of have to accept it because that's what they forced it to be. Yeah, you don't I mean, see a change in that? I don't. Uh, I hope right it now. does because I yeah. like if you go back to whenever Adrian Pearson won MVP and you say, well, he shouldn't have because he's just running back. People would laugh at you. People would call you an idiot because he was the obvious MVP that year. Even you go back to 2014. Yeah, J.J. Yeah. Watt had an argument over uh, yeah, Rodgers and he was a defensive player. Like, I feel like it's just recently it's turned into that. And I might be wrong for this, but I've kind of just accepted and rolled over. But I don't think we should do that, to be honest. I think it, there should be an argument. Why is it just automatically the quarterback? Like, I, I, I see an argument for Tyreek Hill. If he puts up 2,100 yards, breaks records, does all this, I wouldn't be mad if he won. Like, it's just I, record-setting seasons should be praised. But the fact that Cooper Cup didn't win a couple years ago, it makes me believe nobody, no quarterback, like or no receiver like that is going to win. Wait, who won it that year? Uh, I don't know. Was the name Mahomes? Yeah, probably. But like Cooper Cup had the triple crown. That's never happened. Never. Yeah. So I don't know. That was the year the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Wait. 2021. No. Was it 2021 Lamar's year? No. 19 was Lamar's year. I'm bugging. Team was. Yeah. 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 I'm bugging. But Diab, what's the rest of your list? Okay, I'm putting the order just because y'all touched on some of these people. So I got Tyreek Hill. I do have two on my list. I do have Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I do have Dak Prescott. Okay. And there's two names that I haven't seen anyone say. I think CMC. I was about is to mention MVP him. Candidate. 
Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We're on the same page here. And then CJ Stroud is my honorable mention. I think if he finishes the season strong, he legit has a chance. He's looked as good as any other quarterback this year. He's been elite. I think he's going to run away with a bunch of awards this year, honestly. Yeah, I think it's tricky, but offensive rookie, like um, Nakua fell off a cliff since Cup came back. So I think CJ Stroud yeah. could win offensive rookie player of the there's year. A, there's a gap there. Yeah, Nakua was fantastic. And then yeah. Cooper Cup came back and they had to like force feed him the ball. But so I don't have a problem with anything you said about CJ Stroud. However, however, on Twitter last week, or when did you guys, what did you guys beat two weeks ago? I know last week you lost, but who did you guys beat two weeks ago? Oh, the Bengals, Bengals right? Yeah, yeah, Bengals. yeah, yeah. After the Bengals game, people were saying, CJ Stroud MVP, there's only five quarterbacks that would build a team over CJ Stroud, yada, yada, yada. And again, CJ Stroud was on that list and Tua was not on that list. Like, why are people so fickle with having to exclude Tua from every single top 10 talk? Because they were like, oh, the only QB that would take over CJ Stroud right now are Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. That's it. Like, CJ Stroud is top five right now. And I'm like, dude, oh, and Trevor Lawrence. But I'm sorry, the sport doesn't work that way. But haterade aside, I would go... I would go Tua number one, Tyreek number two, Dak three, McCaffrey four, and Jalen Hurts five. I think that would be my order. Wait, Tua, so you have two Dolphins players, one and two? Why not? You, you you just said you want the MVP to be changed, so let's change it. Let's put two Dolphins players in the top five. No, but all jokes aside, I think that Jalen Hurts has been misunderstood this year, honestly. I think a lot of people are calling him a system quarterback. That he's not that good. I really don't think he's like that bad, honestly. Do you saw the? Do you saw the, the game against the Bills? The, yeah, he, he shit went on that crazy. One yeah, overtime. he was insane. And I, yeah. I do think it's funny that the NFL is thinking of banning the tush push because that's like so stupid, man. it's so Roger stupid. Roger that's Roger as foot. That's as football as it gets. Like, <laughs> and also we've seen other teams try and do it. They the Giants do it as well. They can do it as well because one. There, no offensive line is as good and as strong and as powerful as them. And also, you have to have a quarterback that is willing to do the dirty work and pretty much put their body in the middle of everything. A lot of quarterbacks aren't willing to do that. Hurts is. So why punish him for doing that? I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, You're right. beaten. If, I'm sorry. If a defense is so upset by that, don't let them get to fourth and one. Don't let them get to third and one. That's on you. Don't let them get there. That's your fault. I just think that – I think we're – I don't know, man. It's so annoying how the NFL, like, they see anything Operate. that is even slightly unstoppable or anything. They want to stop it. Instantly. Like, why? Let the I mean, game be at, the game. Y'all are creating way too many rules to stop look, it. Look at the kid that lost his job because of a celebration. Oh, my like, God. That was so stupid. I saw Tyreek Hill's, like, paying his uh, salary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That I think they're, they're friends or they know each other or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, and here yeah we NFL should be ashamed for that. Very stupid. It's running their product. Yeah, yeah. I think we will see a running back win the award again. I just don't know when, though. But McCaffrey, bro, McCaffrey's so good, man. He's, so good. He is yeah. ridiculous. And His gravity is just different. Do you, do you guys think this is the Niners' year, if it's any year, for to make the Super Bowl or yeah. let it alone win it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because sure. the AFC is looking like food. "Quote unquote," right now, right? The Chiefs, the Chiefs fell off. The Jaguars are the Jaguars. You're never gonna root for them, Eric. Obviously, the Dolphins were frauds, according to everyone. The Ravens, 
Not See, a lot of people talk look, about the Ravens. Look, I just want to say real quick, I think the problem with that saying the AFC's food is if you look at the NFC, it's the three it's Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. Who would be the fourth best team in the, in the NFC? I mean, well, can you say the Lions? You could say the Lions. Lions. Okay, so let's say it's them four. I think the next highest team is like six and six or seven and six. The AFC might not have the top tier like that, but the problem is the AFC is all beating up on each other and like making every each other look worse. The NFC is just the top four teams bullying everyone else almost. So obviously the top four will look better that way, but like I think the top of the AFC is almost as good as the top of the NFC, but the middle and the bottom of the AFC are miles better than the middle and bottom of the NFC. So I think it's kind of unfair to say that. Like, I think the AFC is going to put up a great find the playoffs. Their playoffs are going to be better than the NFC's. And I think the champion of the AFC and the AFC Conference Championship could easily beat the winner of the NFC. I just hope we don't get the four seed because if we get the four seed, the teams below us, like, not going to lie, they're pretty, like, garbage. Because, like, if we're four, the Browns would be five or the Steelers, right? Then you would have you guys at six, and then seven would be Colts, or something. Colts the yeah. Bengals, the Bills, maybe. The but like, I don't feel like those teams have a shot against the upper teams. Yeah. Like, like you guys would play. You guys would play like the Jaguars, right? So let's say the Jaguars do beat you guys. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. We would have to play the Steelers or the Browns. The Browns could play spoiler come playoff time so if we're the four seed then we would have to play the chiefs hopefully the chiefs don't get the one seed but let's be real they somehow find a way to always get the one seed i i did read that if the ravens don't win it all this year then that's it for lamar jackson because like like the like like i said the jaguars are the jaguars the dolphins are frauds the, the chiefs look beatable and then if the ravens do get home field and the same shit happens again can you really let go of a quarterback like that? Like you're saying they move. No, 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 no. Done. Like, like nobody's gonna talk about that. Oh, gotcha. Like, got like, like uh, fraudulent. You know what I mean? The Ravens do have a clear path. Their right defense now. is fucking elite, and I feel like that's the recipe to a great team: is an elite quarterback with an elite defense. That's the way you win. And, and bro, they have that. I don't. So I, the Chiefs. I don't think I would ever witness a time where the Dolphins had an elite offensive line, an elite coach, an elite quarterback, and an elite weapons. Like, this is the yeah. first time in ever, if even ever. Like, well, in 01, we went 9-3. That was the last time we were 9-3. But, like I said, I'm sticking to my Super Bowl prediction. Still Dolphins, Eagles. Going to ride with it to the sunset. Um, like Tyreek said, that they got they got something to show. Bro, Tyreek was what was talking football with Thierry Henry. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I was so like, I was like, what the hell is going on? But yeah, I'm I'm hyped for the for the MVP race. Hyped for the last couple weeks. We're playing on Christmas Eve, man. I'm I'm excited about that. Not gonna yeah, lie. But NFL's been pretty great this year. It, it sucks how fast the season flies by, though. Yeah, like college football just started and then. Boom. Bro, it's great. And now we have to wait a month for the games. I'm gonna be stressing the whole time. I'm so excited for it. Speaking of good products, moving on to the last topic of the night, Mr. Dieb, Adam Silver has been cooking with the script this year. So before we get to the teams, I want to know what your thoughts about the in-season tournament were when it got announced and what do you think about it now? Yeah, um, honestly, it's, it's the same thing everyone else thought. The in-season tournament was confusing. And then, like, everyone kind of had, like, the same confusions about, like, what's the incentive 
for the players to actually try. Even the players, they couldn't really explain to you how it worked. I remember they tried in. Yeah, basically, they tried influence. Uh, no, they were interviewing what's his face, Halliburton. And this guy's like, I can't tell you how it works. You have to look it up. There's like a couple other players like that too. And it's like if the players don't understand, I don't know how we can. But honestly, he's been cooking because like a lot of these games, especially the point differentials, you see them playing from like beginning to end. The I know you guys caught the Kings and Warriors game. That was an elite game. Yeah, that was probably one crazy. of the best games of the year. And that was all because of the tournament. The the Kings probably would have thrown the towel a while ago. Or maybe not. They do hate the Warriors now. They kind of got that little <laughs> rivalry going. They hate each other, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because like Draymond had De'Aaron Fox on his pod earlier. They look cool and then all of a sudden it's gone. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, or not De'Aaron, Draymond's kind of made a lot of enemies this year. This guy's a fucking clown. Oh, yeah, he's, bro, he's so annoying. Then like, you got De'Aaron Fox who signed with um the Curry brand. So, mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But Adam Silver's been cooking. It's just kind of a shame that, like, I don't know, standings mean nothing because I think the Timberwolves went three and one and they missed the tournament because of point differential. Yeah, because the oh, Suns were like plus 55 or whatever it was. That was nuts. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I kind of wish that they did the in-season tournament by divisions. I feel like they really need a division rivalry. But there's so many bad teams. Is it by it's division? Like, Hold they, on. They no, did it. Not. They did to an extent. Is it by division? Extent. Yeah. yeah no, we, it's not because we were in one with the Nuggets. Yeah, we played. We played the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like to an extent, but I don't know how they did it though. Did they just go on Google and no, be like, the, I, I think how they did it was like they kind of like the Champions League, how there's a pot one of the best yeah. teams and a pot two, and they just took one from each and sorted it that way. Which it uh, makes sense because then you have like equal divisions, like in terms of how good they are. And yeah. I will say it was also cool because you saw a lot of the underdogs putting up good fights and Bro, showing out. And, the Knicks. <laughs> and that's why it was cool. I'm Curry might have been like just saying this for show just doing whatever but he was like it's an in-season night this is a different type of night and it might have been show, oh yeah it was kind of corny is, but that was fire honestly that was fire because it does in you can say he's just doing that to be for show or whatever yeah. it did kind of feel like players were playing a little harder on in-season nights like those they games did. were a little spicier they were a little like there's a little more going on and it was fire like i i, I think anyone who says it wasn't a success is lying the Warriors were down by, were up by 24, and all the Kings had to do was lose by 11, 11 or less, 11. right? So if you're Mike Brown, you're probably in the locker room saying, "Hey, listen, all we have to do is cut it down to 12. Like we don't have to, we don't have to lose by 20. We can just cut it to 12." And once they cut it to like 12, 13, they're like, "Hey, listen, it's a four possession game. Like we could do this because of we know the power of the three ball." And then they cut it to 10, and they cut it to five, and then, and then they won. Like that's probably what they were saying in the locker room, right? They were like, "Listen, we're down by." 12. 24 but all we have to do is score 10 points or 12 points like we can cut it to 11 and once they mm-hmm. cut it to 11 they cut it to single digits that's what i think mike brown would have said if i if i was mike brown like yeah. you, don't have to, you know what i mean because like they were doing the mathematics and stuff like it's funny because um everyone knows that i love footy so everyone was asking me how does this shit work i'm like dude if you love soccer then this is like basic you know what i mean so yeah i was having fun getting up the math equation once we lost to the knicks i knew we were done like that was it you know what i mean like people were like oh if we beat the bucks got... i'm like no bro i'm like no, no. <laughs> yeah like, the point differential was ridiculous i think for the Timberwolves to win they had to be okc by like 30 something yeah 33 i think it was 34 yeah 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 because yeah, the Suns were tryhards and they won by like 37 or something um some people bro they got all the luck in their groups that's crazy we had the warriors 
The Kings. Warriors, OKC, Kings. And then... Us. I'm missing a team. Who's the fifth team? Because it's five a group, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's... No, the Pelicans was the Rockets group. Hold on. I'm trying to blink, too. Who did the Warriors... It was the Warriors, Kings, Timberwolves, There's OKC. no it's Memphis. No, 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 no. Memphis was too garbage. Uh, We're all just looking this up in the middle real quick. Uh, Spurs? The Spurs! They were yeah. so... Nobody Spurs. cared about that. Yeah. Dude, they are, like, no. generationally bad. It's crazy. No, but they got one Ben Yama, so... Makes me happy. Oh, I love it. Because if they get Isaiah Collier from team, USC... Bro, gross. Bro, if they get Collier yeah. from USC, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> he's so good, and he's exactly what they need, because Sochan is awful. Bro, he is the worst player yeah. I've seen, man. Like, no no offense to him. He's obviously better than Al ever will be. Nah, but... some offense. He was talking crazy this offseason just to show out like oh, this. Oh, the LeBron shit? Yeah, he bro. was talking oh, crazy just to show out like this. That's pretty embarrassing. He deserves it. That is. Yeah, yeah. but not to be an He's asshole, yeah, but the Timberwolves look really good this year. And all the gurus of basketball that said this was the worst trade ever are nowhere to be found. The and Cavs yeah, look... Yeah. Like, the Cavs look mediocre as hell. Yup. And I don't think anyone's going to take them serious after shooting the bet against the Knicks. No disrespect to the Knicks. We know that Jared Allen was soft. Evan Mobley was soft. Darius Garland, love my guy, but didn't show up. But what have you seen so far in the Timberwolves this season? Because Cat started off slow, and he's been like sniper gang the last, mm-hmm. I would say, 10 games. Like the first six or seven games. It's Boston. Yes, Boston. That was the game that he took off. Rudy Gobert looks like he yeah. might win his fourth defensive player of the year. Anthony Edwards took a step forward. And you guys still don't have Jalen McDaniels. Yup. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I think last time I was on this pod was the playoffs, probably the first round. And I told you guys, you know, we could kind of challenge the Nuggets if we were healthy. We didn't have Jalen McDaniels. We didn't have Nas Reed. And even the Nuggets, I know players, they just be saying it sometimes, either to be nice or whatever, but you see Bruce Brown going, he's like, yeah, the Timberwolves were the biggest challenge. Which, honestly, I do believe they were, because the way that you stop Jokic, there's not too many teams that could do it, but I've seen the Timberwolves stop Jokic. I mean, you can't stop the guy, he's ridiculous. But, like, it's been the only team that I've seen that's been able to slow him down. AD cannot slow him down. There's no other, Draymond can't slow him down. There's no other big in the conference that's been able to, but you have a mixture of Rudy in the post. He guards Aaron Gordon's cuts, his backdoor cuts, and then you have Cat at the top of the key in Jokic's face. That takes out his two biggest weapons. He can't do the backdoor cut and he can't just toss a lob because there's the greatest rim protector this game's ever seen right there. Top three. I'll give him top three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. People do like people get frustrated with Rudy Gobert. They're like always talking about how oh his defense is overrated. It doesn't translate to the left. If you just watch any of Timberwolves games, you see the immediate impact his rim protection has. Like players literally look scared to drive against him sometimes. Yup. Yeah. It changes. It changes offenses, entire game plays. And I guarantee you, before the game, opposing coaches are changing their offensive game plan around him to try and work around it because that's how good his rim protection is. Finally, there's some Rudy Gobert praise. <laughs> I have not seen so many people talking about this guy. It's been it's been honestly disrespectful to the like him. Like literally all the criticism everyone had the smoke from Kendrick Perkins. You had every you had Steven Stephen A. Smith. You had every big ESPN get Bayless. Whoever even bothered talking about the Timbers, they just say it was the worst trade ever. 
And to be fair, it did look it did look pretty bad last year. Yeah, you but you no hated it can... too. You're not you're not safe. You hated the trade too now. No, no, I hated it after. I justified it until I saw the results, but I knew because like in in my opinion, what the Timberwolves never had ever since I guess ever, the two <laughs> pieces that we were missing was a point guard and a power forward. And their solution was to turn Cat into a power forward, which solved one thing. But then you know, you know, actually, and I know Andre's gonna like this. The real piece of shit on that team was D'Angelo Russell. That dude <laughs> held this team back. He was ass. He was useless. He sucked in the playoffs. He could, like, literally, bro. The, I was excited for the guy because I thought, here's a point guard that can run a pick and roll. He barely ran a pick and roll with Cat. He couldn't run a pick and roll with Rudy. I've seen Donovan Mitchell pull off at least two, maybe like one or two pick and rolls. I didn't see Dilo pull off one. Like this guy, he did not know that Rudy has like brick hands. You cannot pass it too low. First of all, he's seven foot. The fact that you do a bounce pass to a, a center and he has to reach all the way down to his kneecaps to grab it, you're a shit point guard, bro. Dilo stinks. <laughs> he's not gonna be a Laker. He's gonna be in China. Like it's over for it's over for him. Rudy Gobert, man. It was the France. The fact that he played for France back last year. That really must have a season. He had no break. He got traded mid-season. He thought he was coming back to Utah, but they ended up trading him to Minnesota. And him and Cat didn't even have a training camp together. So now we have two bigs. You don't know that it could work. You have a point guard that can't run a too big offense. Like the way that I pictured it is, I pictured what Darius Garland was to Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. We didn't see anything remotely close to that until the Timberwolves traded from Mike Conley. So there's the two things. You move Cat from center to power forward, which is working elite this year. Cat has the second D-Lo best defensive rating. Not just Mike Conley, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Nah. Elite. Yup, nah. Hell nah. Well, that dude is just, <laughs> he is elite. I don't know if anyone caught the play-in game, but he shut down Shea, you know, his cousin. He shut him down in the, in the play-in game. That Dude, was the reason why we won. We, their cousins, oh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Shea Alexander-Walker, their cousins. Nah. <laughs> Shea took that, that game Bro. personal because then he had like 30 points against you guys. I know you guys won that game, but... I went to that game. He foul-baited like 17 of those points. He was ass. He was genuinely... He was bad. He was bad. Ant wasn't good. I think Cat won us that game, honestly. I think he had like... 30 something points or whatever. So it, yeah. it's weird because, like, it's the inverse of the Clippers playing game where Cat was shit and Ant and D'Lo carried. That game was so stupid, man. I mean, it was it was for the best yeah. for the Clippers, but that game was so stupid. Yeah. But, Eric, any thoughts on the in season tournament? I enjoyed it. Like, it, I, I think the fact that the games count towards the regular season is what mattered to me. Like, if they were just a whole set tournament that didn't matter for the actual season that i'd kind of be like i don't know but the fact that it the games count double that's what really makes me like it like and the players that's another thing the players care they clearly care they are trying to win it they're not just like ah it's whatever no like they're going out and putting in an extra gear they're like they you can see the difference in another game and an in-season game and that's what i really like about it so i think it's a success and I've been pretty critical of a lot of things Adam Silver's done. Like, I still, to this day, am not that big a fan of the play-in tournament. But the in-season mm-hmm. tournament, I think I think it's been a good thing so far, and I like it. I mean, the play-in tournament, how many times does a 7 and 8 seed really be the first seed? 
But I think my problem with that though is you, you, why you could say the heat did. You could you could you could, you could just say. Yeah. But why do <laughs> like why does the tenth seed? If the tenth seed is eight games back of the seventh seed, yeah, I don't think they should get issue. a chance to just win like one game real quick and instantly drop them. Like I don't think that's fair. I think there should be a cutoff yeah. on game. I five. agree. If it's like a three four game drop off, after that you don't gain. I, I would say three. I would say three is fine. Yeah, because like. I don't know if you guys remember in the bubble, the the cutoff was supposed to be three games for the Blazers, if I'm not mistaken. It was mm -hmm. three or two. And the Blazers, well, they ended up getting the eighth seed. Yeah. And then who yeah, did they, they beat got the eighth seed. Oh, they got the eighth seed and then they beat the Pelicans, who were the ninth seed. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. also think it's funny because, like, I've always said, I was like, I love how MLB not that many teams make the playoffs. NFL, they upped it from 12 to 14, but that's still 14 out of 32. The NBA was already 16 out of 30 teams making the playoffs, more than half the league. And then they did even more to help more teams make it. I'm like, I'm sorry. This isn't like a Make-A-Wish Foundation type shit. This is the playoffs. You shouldn't just let everybody in. Like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's just the fact that tooth. I know the play-in isn't technically the playoffs. No, but, but if say you, it, say it, two if you make the play-in, you're two games away from the playoffs. Two-thirds of a conference should not make the fucking playoffs. That's yeah, ridiculous. I, I agree. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like back in, a while back, making the playoffs meant something, and now it's kind of like, I don't know. It just doesn't hit the same anymore. Whenever I see a one versus eight, very few scenarios am I like, oh, this is an interesting ser series I'll watch. Shut up, Andres. Yeah, whatever. Now, although I'm like, I don't know. Most of the time, it's just a throwaway where you're like, oh, we're just waiting to see who the four and five winner is. To see who wants it. And I feel like that sucks. It didn't used to be like that. I'm I'm very happy for you. Congrats. I'm disgusted in that jersey, bro. I yeah. still hate Jimmy Butler. Fuck that guy. Nah, nah, nah. You're, I, valid. you're valid for that you're, one. You're, you're lucky I didn't screenshot it, but he said he has his respect after last year. Don't, you know what? Don't I will say, I have a reason to not like you. I have a reason to not like Jimmy Butler there because if he came to Houston, we would have won the championship. Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, and Jimmy Butler fucking smoked them. But he decided to go to y'all. We he could have had a ring by now, but he, he went. You know who you should be blaming? Actually, Tom actually, Thibodeau. piece of shit. Yeah, that's not Tom Thibodeau is to blame. The fact, the yeah, fact that too. he traded, bro. We had the Houston four first round picks or whatever it was. That would have been have beautiful for y'all. This bum picked fucking Robert Covington, <laughs> Dario, Dario Saric, and Jared <laughs> Bayless, who isn't even in the league, bro. Jared Bayless is dead ass. Probably the top five worst NBA player I've ever seen in my life. Like, the fact that he was on my team makes me sick. Jared Bayless is actually dog shit. Like, his entire yeah. career. I cannot tell you one career highlight <laughs> of this guy. I can, I can barely tell you a career low light. Like, this guy, he actually <laughs> just thinks he, he's not memorable. He said I could barely tell you a low bro. <laughs> oh I hate this guy, bro. Oh my god. But it worked no, out. But, uh, I, think, jokes. I think we got him or Jaden with that pick. But that yeah, yeah. I think Jaden sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But all jokes aside, I have been very critical of the NBA in the last few years, but this year they've been cooking. Like, I know you guys were expecting for us to talk about MVP and all that BS, but we're not here to talk about that right now. We're just evaluating the in-season tournament. The Celtics Pacers game is going on right now. We got the Pelicans and Kings later. And then tomorrow, it's getting spicy because we got Kevin Durant versus LeBron James. God willing, they're both healthy tomorrow because I know KD missed a couple games and he came back. He's been a little shaky um, shooting wise. And then Bucks versus the Knicks. So 
I don't know, man. NF Silver did a good job with this shit. I'm, 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 I'm very upset we didn't make the in-season tournament, not gonna lie. Because like I said, like I'm a fan of football, so like imagine like Real Madrid not making it to, I don't know, the quarterfinals at this point, which is like the yeah. bar now, you know? So I knew it was gonna be uh, a success, not gonna lie. I will say one thing that has annoyed me about the NBA this year is the scheduling seems pretty whack. Like, I feel like the scheduling, I like, I look at the Rockets schedule and in the first 25 games, we'll play the Nuggets four times. And also, why have some teams played 20 games and we've just now played our 16th game? That I don't know about. Yeah, and the, no, no, no. I, I, no, I do think the in-season tournament is messing some of it up. It's making it harder and they're, this is their first year, so they're figuring it out. But like, some of it feels pretty bad. Like, I'm watching a team like, I think the Warriors had played, like, 18 games before we played our 14th. That should never happen. That is horrible. We played nine. I think it evens out, though, at the end. It will. Yeah, it will eventually. But it's just, like, it's kind of frustrating seeing how bad it all started. Especially we the played- in-season teams still in. These next couple games won't count for the in-season tournament, I don't think. So, no, no, no. We'll the, catch the, championship, up. the championship game doesn't count. And the semifinals, I don't think, do. No, the semifinal does count. Because you're... The, the Rockets are making up two games since they're not making it to the in-season tournament. The quarterfinal and the semifinal. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're getting the same thing because we're playing the Spurs and I think like... Charlotte yeah, but I don't think that was necessarily to make it up. I think that was just how no. they scheduled it. No, 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 no. From sure? December... Okay. Steve, from the, 82. From December 4th to December 11th, every team was off because of the in-season tournament. When they figured out the eight teams that were going to be in the tournament, the other 24 teams, they had an algorithm where they would play each other. So today there's an in-season tournament. Tomorrow's an in-season tournament. Wednesday. Wednesday, there's no in-season tournament. So the 24 teams that didn't make the tournament are playing on Wednesday. Thursday, there's an in-season tournament. Friday, the 24 teams that did not make the in-season tournament are playing. And Saturday is the championship. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. And then game 83, like the two teams in the final would play 83 games, but it doesn't count towards their record. That's, that's why, we're, that's why yeah. we're making them two games and not three. Like I said, I do get it. It's the and first year with this. It's something sport. completely different. So it's going to take some like air and trial and error and stuff to get used to it. But I don't know. Trial and error. Just, what it's just been frustrating so far for me as a Rockets fan seeing us barely play. Like we were on a six game winning streak and then they gave us a five day break. Well, that ruins a lot of momentum. It's just kind of frustrating to see that. Momentum. Overall, overall, okay, well, let's relax. Overall, <laughs> the season has been <laughs> successful so far. I, me and Andres have been known to talk shit about the NBA on this a lot, but oh, we really do like the sport and this season definitely has been a year yeah. that's enjoyable. So I, right just now, the courts. I think I thought the concept was Some of them were cool. Some of them kind of were like an eyesore, like hard to watch on. Yeah. I would give the the NBA right now a B plus because there is a lot of young talent. And even like I watched Rockets games. I watched the Clippers. I watched the Wolves. I watched the OKC. I watched the Heat. I watched the Celtics. Like there's so much. I I would say I'm lying if I would say I haven't watched the Bucks. I watched the Bucks. I watched the Sixers. Like there's so much talent in the league right now, where every game that you watch, it's like watchable. Obviously, the Spurs are in their own category. The Blazers, the Wizards, and the Pistons. And Spurs are so watchable, honestly. Wendy's, uh, yeah. Wendy's a joy yeah. to watch. That guy's ridiculous. Yeah, he. But like I'm saying, like oh, I'll, so can him. Yeah, yeah. The 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 rest of the team is garbage. But outside of the Blazers, Wizards, and Pistons, the rest of the teams like they're watchable. I understand come April, the elite teams will separate themselves from the great teams and from the mediocre teams. But, like, there's not a game where I'm like, oh, these two teams are playing, you know what I mean? So No, it, it definitely is cool, too, because we're seeing the young stars, like, elevating the superstars. Like, Tyrese Halliburton, Shea, 
they they look like superstars already. Like they look elite. Like Tyrese Halliburton, he's like playing on rookie right now. He's been going crazy. Like I think he's averaging like twenty eight and twelve on like 50, 40, 90 damn near. Like that's insane. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. He's been playing oh, out of mind. Do you know the two? Uh, Aunt Edwards. Do you know the two players that are shooting 50, 40, 90 this year? I'm gonna guess one of them is Ant. The way you're talking. <laughs> oh. Oh who? Cat and Nas Reed. Okay, well, 50, that was, 40, I should have expected that. <laughs> yes, sir. Two Timberwolves. How he's close. Yeah, I think it's like half, half a percent. Don't y'all have like the best defense in the league too right now? It wasn't yeah. it with a gap. Yeah, yeah. with a gap. There are changes on a week, I guess. It's it's early, so it's gonna kind of fluctuate more. But I think y'all are number one. Yeah. So yeah. Smart. I mean, I feel like with the teams that we've played, like it's looked pretty elite. Like we've played, I, we've beaten three out of the four teams that made the conference finals last year. Like we beat a healthy Denver, we beat a healthy Celtics. Jimmy didn't play. This guy never plays in Minnesota. Ah, I was ready for you to we, say we, we it. To I, was, ah, <laughs> I was ready for you to say it. Nah, Jimmy doesn't play against the Wolves in Minnesota. It's pretty funny. He doesn't. It's hilarious. Yeah. But the app, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, definitely, if the Wolves make some noise again, maybe we'll have you back on so you can talk your shit. But oh hell yeah, maybe the Hawks do something. Maybe we finally trade for Embiid. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, bro. They're they're they have no direction, man. I'm sorry. Like it's not their fault because of the Dejounte Murray trade. It's really not. Like Dejounte Murray started off really well this year. I really don't know what happened, but they they need that to press. They got to reset. They got to reset. Yeah. It's tough. But at least they got another team to fall back on. One thing I will say before we go. The discourse around NBA is garbage. We know that. But the whole Fox and Halliburton argument is pathetic. I'm going to tell you why. If you think Halliburton is better long term, fine. That's cool. But right now, Halliburton has not played in the playoffs. Darian Fox almost took out the Warriors That's by great. himself because Sabonis was garbage, Kevin Herter was garbage, Harrison Barnes was garbage, everyone was garbage, bear him. He went into Golden State, he had like 33 points, forced a game seven, and it took Steph 50 points to beat them. So if you think Hallie is better long term, fine. But right now, the day of today, you cannot say he's better than De'Aaron Fox. And you cannot say they lost a trade. Same thing with Trey Young. If you think that Tyrese Halliburton is better than Trey Young long term, cool. But right now, Trey Young has a sample size of in the playoffs. Whether you want to say that there was a it was a Mickey Mouse run, whatever you want to call it, fine. But that's the sample size that we have, and that's the one that we're using. Right now, Tyrese cannot be considered better than Trey Young or De'Aaron Fox. Trey Young gets compared to every single young player in the league. And it's I just so bad, it. bro. It's so bad, man. I don't know what this guy did to get shit on, like. Even okay, the ECF run you could call it Mickey Mouse, whatever. But the fact that he did it, and even besides at the Boston series, this guy was he pushed it six games, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have like the Celtics. It was their title to lose last year, like they were. Jonathan Murray was suspended in Game Five. Like, what are we doing? Man? Yeah, he, and he hit, and he hit a game winner in front of Jalen Brown's from, face, from and this is before people thought Jalen Brown was shit. But I, I have one more thing off that point though, because no, you brought good, up uh, Hallie and Fox. What about Hallie and Lamelo? Assuming Lamelo is healthy, who who do you have? Hallie. Uh, Hallie, I would say Hallie. Yeah. I do think Lamelo is underrated. I'm gonna keep it real. I think Lamelo gets underrated a lot. Well, I guess what happened with Lamelo again? Man, he got injured. 
I'm assuming if he turned injuries off, though, I would take Lamelo. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like Lamelo being the better brother out of the two is funny. Out of the three, but we know that the other one. Well, yeah. No. Dude, Lonzo was such an elite prospect too. It's oh, oh I granted, Lamelo was always like cold like that. He was always a great prospect too. It just the weird route to Australia or wherever he went made it different. But Lonzo, man, yeah. he was supposed to be that dude. Like he was supposed to be the face of the Lakers. I remember Kentucky versus, um, what's it called? Kentucky versus UCLA when Fox had when Fox had forty one. Man, you had to be there. I'm not trying to be nostalgic. <laughs> that was only six that years ago, but you had to be there, man. That was that was special. Bro, the way Big Baller Brand took over the league. <laughs> everywhere, bro, bro. That feels that feels forever ago, man. That was like what five years ago. It was. You know, that was the first NBA game I paid to go to, to see Lonzo. I went to go see the Timberwolves <laughs> and, and Lakers game just to see Lonzo play. Nah, man, that shot form was was funny because it went in every time. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It worked. It worked. That's fine. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been everything for episode 55. Eric, thank you once again for joining me. Shout out to Mr. Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, two goals. Got that brace? Yeah, it was nice. Yes, we'll play you all Wednesday. We'll see how that goes. Oof. Y'all are crumbling. Who is y'all? Man United. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like, share, comment, subscribe. We'll see you on the next one.